Wing Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Welcome to episode 298. You know, we've all taken a break from flying for various reasons. One of the most difficult things to do is keep up with uh, all the changes in our skills while we've stepped away from aviation. You know, additionally, we, we want to keep that passion alive. You know, how do we do that? Well, today we discuss how we can keep that passion alive through flight simulation. Uh, Joining me today is guest host Evan Reeder, co-founder of the Flight Sim Association. Let's do the pre-flight. Before we get to Evan, uh, just a a quick shout out to our sponsor this episode, and that's aerospacescholarships.com. Aerospacescholarships.com has the largest directory of aviation and aerospace scholarships and it's really inexpensive it's only ten dollars for one year access to the guide it's updated monthly you can find out more at aerospacescholarships.com also at our sister podcast you might get one free by going to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free and you might get a free scholarships guide and access for one full year so go check that out aerospacescholarships.com now entering cruise flight like I said, there's somebody that's really passionate about aviation, someone I really enjoy speaking with, and uh, we've had him on the show before, and he loves, absolutely loves aviation, and that's Evan Reeder. Evan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me back. I am so excited because we're going to talk about keeping that passion alive. Hey, Evan, before we get started, I do want to say something to the to the audience. I know we haven't had an episode out for a while, and uh, this kind of alludes to that, you know, how we keep that, that passion alive. I've haven't done much general aviation flying, uh, and a lot of people have been asking me. I do believe in being very transparent, but I also uh, feel it's important to keep our personal lives really private. With that said, uh, I will share I had a very uh, a dramatic uh, medical issue uh, in the family, and we've been able to take care of that medical issue, and then we had a lot of other issues with the storm, had damage to the house and things like that. So we have a lot going on in life. Uh, plus, you know I upgraded to captain and also became an uh, instructor and the simulators uh, kind of leads into this this whole project here. So I apologize for not getting much out uh, lately. Also, for those that are listening right now, you can actually look for us on YouTube, Stuck Mike Avcast, and this will actually be on YouTube, this interview here. Uh, so thanks for being patient. We're getting back to uh, a normal editorial process. Uh, we hear you, and uh, thanks for all the emails uh, that I've received from everybody saying we really want to see you guys come back. So kind of call it a, a relaunch, and we're relaunching launching with our friend Evan. Again, Evan, uh, this is all very exciting uh, to have you back. Tell us a little bit about, I know you've been on before, but a lot of folks may not know who you are uh, and your kind of your aviation background from a personal and also professional standpoint. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you pretty much said it just total av geek through and through here. So a, a real world pilot now. I fly for a regional airline in North America, currently on the CRJ series, formerly on the Embraer 175. So if you want to laugh about Brazil versus Canadian airplanes, I can share some stories about that. And that really, uh, the, the professional flying really came about because of my work and initially my hobby of flight simulation. So I started simming pretty much around the same time I did my first flight in the 172 was, and still am actually quite quite active in the virtual air space world. So this is specifically VATSIM, Boston Virtual Air, TCC, where we have simulated air traffic controllers, simulated pilots acting on their home flight simulators, effectively just recreating the world that you and I live every day in our professional lives. And through that hobby, which has now sort of become a little bit of a side gig, I run this thing called Flight Simulation Association and Flight Sim Expo. And this association is a community-driven effort that's designed to just connect flight simulation, make it as easy as possible for people who are thinking about getting into Flight Sim in any number of different forms, and of course to produce our annual show, Flight Sim Expo, which you know all about, uh, North America's largest in dedicated flight simulation conference and trade show, which is coming up in June in Houston. You know, with that said, I am excited about this, especially you talking to you today, because um, by keeping that passion alive, I've done it through flight simulation. Going back to what you said, you know, that's actually how I got into it. Obviously the modeling of airplanes, but one day I'm sitting back in the 80s, in the mid 80s on a flight simulator on a monochrome screen doing a a flight in a 172 across the country saying, boy, this is really cool. Things sure have come a long way, haven't they? They have indeed, yeah, (laughs) especially with 2020 coming out at, you know, the worst time for the world right in the middle of COVID, but the best possible time really for flight simulation. It brought so many people back into our community that had maybe not considered simming even since as far back as the 80s people who maybe were airline pilots who weren't flying as much who were coming on just to as you say keep the passion alive keep the skills sharp and yeah i mean the technology we have now everything from virtual reality to like hand tracking gloves and just the visuals of the new microsoft flight simulator and the new x-plane 12 that just is in beta now just about to probably come out for full release is mind-blowing even if you look a couple years ago let alone back to the 80s (laughs) Absolutely. The people that are listening right now and watching, uh, they're into general aviation. And, uh, you know, we do this as as not just our hobby, but also uh, as, you know, it's it's our profession. We make money at it. Uh, One of the things that I found is simulation can really bring out a lot in people. Uh, I decided to become a, a simulator instructor at the airlines. I'm an Airbus A320 and 321 as an instructor. And I, I actually see it. I see people actually having fun mm-hmm. and you know doing things in the sim that they couldn't do in the airplane and experimenting with things that they couldn't do in the actual airplane, which really applies to general aviation, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, you and I both work in the professional space, so we're flying jets around. But I remember fondly my general aviation days. I wish some days I could go back there and get into a 172 again. A lot of fun flying around some of the sites that are nearby me. And I'm fortunate to live in a spot where there's a lot of really cool stuff to see in a small airplane. So I've done plenty of that. And you're absolutely right that when you're using your home flight simulator, whether it's in virtual reality or you're looking at a screen or heck, even if you're just acting as a virtual air traffic controller looking at a radar screen, 
the amount of different things that you can do is, is just really fascinating. You can do everything from flying a new airplane to a different spot, trying to practice an instrument approach. People are literally flying combat simulators, landing on aircraft carriers, or simulating dogfights. We've got hot air balloons in the simulator now. We've got gliders. I mean, literally anything that you can imagine or that you can fly, you can fly in a home simulator. And so if you're somebody who does a lot of regular flying, the simulator just allows you to get out and try something totally new. And if you're doing it right, it doesn't really feel like it's sort of it's training or it's work. It feels like, hey, I'm just doing this new thing and it's fun. And oh, by the way, you're actually learning a whole bunch as you do it without even realizing it. Absolutely. You know, when I first started looking at the simulation, I'm sure you've heard this too, is I, I would like to get into it more, but I'm a little nervous. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, even me, I mean, I've, I run a, a large multi-million dollar simulator for my regular job. I still get nervous about this environment because it's, it's new to me. Like, that's something I think is a hurdle for some people. I know there's stuff you can plug and play, but you know, what's a good resource for somebody that's thinking, hey, you know, I can't get out to the airport. I want to get the passion alive again. I'm busy with my job again. Uh, where can I go? Yeah, well, I mean, and that, that's exactly what we're talking about with home flight simulation, right? So just for people who don't know, we're not talking about the multi-million dollar sim that you have. We might be talking about a laptop and a joystick, and that could be enough. And, you know, of course, it's not going to look as perhaps pretty as one of those more higher-end setups. But in terms of being able to get that flying brain engaged and being able to do things like speak with virtual controllers and learn about airspace and practice approaches, really, a laptop and a joystick is enough. And we're finding that the home technology is coming a long way, like you said earlier. So it is much easier now to just download a simulator, get started with it with a simple joystick that you could buy from a local Walmart or electronics store and start to play around. And then as you do that, of course, just like any other hobby, you'll start to uncover new things about it that make it even more engaging and interesting for you. And of course, when you talk about resources, I mean, you're basically giving me the, you know, why did we start Flight Simulation Association? That's what it's all about. So we offer free guides and resources. We offer one-on-one coaching with experts. If you want to actually have somebody walk you through the setup or plan out your build, you could actually say to one of these coaches, hey, I want to get on VATSIM or Pilot Edge for the first time. Can you do that with me? And that's a service that they provide. So all those resources are out there, and I would encourage people who are interested in getting started to come visit us at Flight Simulation Association, flightsimassociation.com, or to reach out to me directly. I spent a lot of time talking with and emailing with people who were just trying to get into flight simulation as a hobby. And just like you said, right, you kind of get worried, oh my gosh, I see all these amazing setups and some people have multiple monitors and $5,000 computers and all this stuff. You don't need that to get started. If that's where you end up, great. And lots of people love that. But you could get started with something as simple as a laptop and a joystick. Nowadays, you could get started on a mobile device, on an Xbox. It's just become so much more accessible, which is wonderful. You know, when I was out looking at getting back into general aviation, because there's a lot of folks at airline pilots looking at getting back in, yeah. simulation is a great way to do it. Um, and, and hey, come on, guys, let's let's be honest. We've never we haven't flown GA in a while, so jumping into a simulator and flying GA is a wonderful thing. I actually some of the first flights I've actually done, looking at my charts and going from here in Lakeland to Okeechobee, Florida, to go to lunch in a in a Cherokee. I did that using a simulator and simulation software, and just actually not even actually doing the flying, 
But actually, the procedures actually helped me out a lot in, in airspace and thinking, what am I going to do next? So it actually helps us from the technical aspect, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's what it's all about, probably more than anything else, is the procedures, the airspace, the checklists, the approaches. That's what you're really going for in flight simulation. You're not going for hands and feet. We're never going to get that. And you know from the real multi-million dollar sims at work, they don't even do a great job, frankly, of the airplane. You, you try and get into an airplane, a real Airbus, after you've been in the Airbus simulator, and your landings are not going to be all that great. It just doesn't do a great job with hands and feet. But when it comes to procedures and learning airspace and dealing with air traffic control, that's where flight simulation is incredible and just think about how much money if you're say a student pilot who's going for your private check ride how much money you can save if you walk into the flight school on day one knowing the classes of airspace knowing where you have to speak with air traffic control knowing about things like tfrs and notams and being able to read a METAR. those are all things that you're going to learn through flight simulation for totally free that you don't have to spend time learning from your flight instructor and that's really the biggest in my opinion the biggest advantage of it yeah, as you were speaking, I I thought of another advantage. It's you know you're talking about people are, are new to aviation, but a lot of these guys that are out there that are flying guys and gals in the in the airline world, you know, we're embarrassed to say we don't know, and sure. uh, you know they think we know everything about GA and we don't. That that applies to the person like me who's getting back into GA. I haven't flown GA in like twelve months. Yep. And and this is where it helps me too, uh, both from uh, procedures and also from air traffic control. Uh, so. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, if I want to just get started, and and I know there's many, there's a, there's a tough question to answer. How can I get started? I mean, right now I'm sitting in front of a, a PC. Can I just use this? Yes. I mean, simple answer, yes. You know, you can go to uh, just literally Google Microsoft Flight Simulator or Google X-Plane 12. They're both good. X-Plane 12 has a demo, which is kind of nice. So you can actually download it, install it, see how it runs before you purchase anything. Microsoft Flight Sim, you actually do have to purchase, but it's reasonably cheap. And sometimes you can get it for like a dollar or something on Steam because there's a bunch of different sales out there. Uh, and it, it also runs in a number of places. So you can download a typical desktop app. That's what people who are using FSX or earlier versions would be used to. And that's what we always recommend. It's the sort of highest fidelity version. But there's even versions for the Xbox, and there's versions that you can play totally in the browser that are a little bit less feature intensive, so they don't necessarily support the online ATC piece. But I know pilots who do that. They're just like, look, I'm not going to go, I don't own a computer, but I do own an Xbox device. So they bought Microsoft Flight Simulator for the Xbox, and they fly it using their Xbox controller. And what could possibly be easier than that? But if you've got a desktop computer or a laptop, really the only other thing that you need is that $30 joystick that you could go out and buy from your local electronics store. You just plug it into a USB port. You download this flight simulator software, so either Microsoft Flight Simulator or X-Plane 12. Install it and open it up, and I would just go and do a couple of flights. And you know, You're know, not going to be speaking with ATC immediately. You don't have to do any of that. You can kind of do stuff all in a single-player environment where nobody's watching. Do a couple flights, do a, you know, a pattern or two, or fly out of your local airport, and just see what it looks like, and just kind of get yourself into it. And then as you're starting to get your feet wet, if you're part of, say, a community like ours, you're going to have a question. And so you'll probably post that question in our Discord or on a forum somewhere. And someone is going to answer your question with another thing, and you're going to go, oh, that's interesting. And you click on that link, and all of a sudden, you're down a rabbit hole, and you're looking at all these interesting things that you never would have thought that you discovered. And it's that easy to get started. 
You know, as you're saying this, I'm looking at, gosh, the fact that it's going to help me navigate, it's going to help me actually fly, the joystick helped me a little bit. But the other thing I think that most people get nervous about is talking on the radio. Mm -hmm. And both from a, a non-towered and a towered airport, uh, what what would I look at if I was to get into something where I could actually talk online and talk to, say, an air traffic controller? How would I, how would I do that? Yeah, and you know, to, to your point earlier about airline pilots, right? So I, I was up in adrenal aviation aircraft not that long ago. wasn't flying it, but it was just like we were flying VFR, right? So we left the tower, sort of our version of a you know airspace that's out to there. And I'm like, shouldn't we be talking to somebody? And this guy, the pilot's like, no. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. You know, because this is not an experience that we typically have as airline pilots, right? So if you're somebody who's in that situation, or perhaps you, as you say, fly out of a non-towered airport regularly, you don't necessarily want to go into that Bravo airspace regularly. This can help you get more comfortable doing all that. There's two platforms that people should know about. The first one is called VATSIM, V-A-T-S-I-M, VATSIM. That is the world's largest network. They have something like 130,000 active users every month, which, yeah, I know, right? And that one is totally free, so anyone can join that. The way that that works is you can fly anywhere around the world at any time, but air traffic controllers are volunteers, so they kind of come on and off as their schedules allow. Some places, so where I control in the Boston, New England area, we actually publish a schedule so you can see when the controllers are around and you can kind of plan your flights. Other places are a little bit more ad hoc. And whenever there's a controller online, they provide the same level of service that you would expect if you were flying there in real life. So if you're at a class Delta airport, you could basically call up the controller, make your initial radio call. And if you're flying VFR, IFR, just the same instructions that you'd expect to hear, you'd get right through VATSIM. And so being able to get that back and forth going with the controller, as you just said, what a great confidence booster that is for when you actually get out there and fly a real airplane. So that's VATSIM. And maybe, Carl, if you have any questions, we talk about that. Otherwise, the other one, of course, would be Pilot Edge that I should touch on as well. Yeah, before you go on to Pilot Edge, real quickly, you said you're a controller. So, yes. how, how did you? How'd you learn to do that? Yeah, well, that's the nice thing about VATSIM is that all that training is provided. And so this is, you know, to your point about just that passion for aviation, I fly a lot in real life. So for me to come into the simulator environment and fly, you know, the same kind of airplane, that just wasn't all that exciting. I know lots of guys who do that and they like it. Or some people, you know, you fly an Airbus, some people would fly a Boeing 737 in the sim just to be different, right? That's not for me. What's for me is I want to do the air traffic control side. I wanted to really learn about how does the airspace that I fly in work. And I was really curious to know things like, why do they climb us to 14,000 out of Boston initially? How come I only get direct to this fix at this time and not earlier? And so I kind of just discovered all this stuff by accident. Turns out that VATSIM is structured just like the FAA is, where there's different facilities. So Boston would be one, New York Center would be another one, Washington Center, another one. And each of them provide training in their local airspace. So anyone can sign up. It's totally free. There's a lot of work involved. You have to do a bunch of reading. You have to do some tests. There's practical training that is involved. So it's all in all, if you were to start from zero aviation experience, you're not a pilot, never been an air traffic controller, it probably takes you two, three months to get up to speed to start doing the basic level of air traffic control. And then it obviously continues to ramp up from there. But anyone can do this. And all of the training and the procedures are based on real documents. So one of my jobs as an air traffic control instructor in the virtual world is that I actually go through 
real-world FAA procedural documentation, so the stuff that the real controllers see, and I sort of take that and distill it down into stuff that a hobbyist might appreciate. So we don't really care what the facility access procedures are. I don't need to know how do I get into the tower, but I do need to know that maybe runway 4 left isn't available after a certain time for aircraft that are jets. And so that kind of thing is actual procedure that we've implemented on the network to give you as the virtual pilot the most realistic experience that you could get. Well, Evan, you know, I tell you what, I'm going to jump on there because a big part of my job at work is trying to make sure I speak properly as an air traffic controller. So this is a great opportunity for that. See, even people like myself who teach at the airlines, we can learn so much from these these different avenues. Now, you said there was another one that's popular? Yes, so that's being the biggest one and the free one. The other option is called Pilot Edge, Pilot Edge. Edge, and that's the paid version. So that one, I forget what their prices are, something like 20-ish dollars a month. And what you get for that is guaranteed coverage. So where VATSIM is a little bit ad hoc, you know, you can fly anytime, the network's always available, but there isn't a guarantee of ATC except in certain cases. Pilot Edge says that 15 hours a day, seven days a week within their coverage area, which is the Western United States, you'll always have a controller. And it doesn't matter what time you log in and it doesn't matter what's going on, there's always a controller there for you. So that's a nice benefit of Pilot Edge. As I said, their coverage area is a little bit more limited. So instead of being global, they focus their airspace just on the western half of the U.S. But if you want to sign on to their network, I think anytime, you know, basically after um, the early morning in the West Coast, you just pick the airport, you look at the chart, you go, okay, the ground frequency at this airport is 121.7. You tune that frequency into your simulator radio. You put your headset on, you press a button, you talk to the controller and they talk back to you. And again, that is 20, sorry, 15 hours a day, I believe, and then seven days per week that you can get that. All the details for that one, of course, over at pilotedge.net. And it's run by a good friend of mine, Keith Smith, who does some tremendous work in the community. This is a service that's used by lots of airlines, by lots of different flight schools, by universities. They're literally taking student pilots at various universities and using Pilot Edge as the controller because, like you said, a lot of flight instructors, they don't really, they're not controllers, right? They don't pretend to be, so they don't necessarily know the correct phraseology. With a system like Pilot Edge, as a student, you're literally able to speak with a real world professional or retired air traffic controller so you know that you're getting that exact sort of same phraseology and procedure that you'd get in an actual plane. Yeah, what an absolutely amazing resource and lots of fun. I mean, you can learn so much. Uh, and the, both of those, Pilot Edge and you know Vatsim, I haven't really used them other than watching the demos online. Uh, but that's something I'm excited to actually get out there and reach out and, and do. You know, another thing too, as far as keeping the passion alive, uh, we could actually become a fighter pilot for a day. I know this whole Top Gun movie's come mm-hmm. out, and we've uh, wanted to get into that. I actually have a lot of folks at work that uh, get involved with the simulation. I don't know exactly everything about it, so maybe you could tell a little bit about that from the fighter pilot in you how do you become a fighter pilot for a day <laughs> not not something i know as much about but again that's the beauty of flight simulation there's a whole bunch of different titles so microsoft flight simulator has fighter pilots in it so does explain uh, so does p3d of course but then there's actually combat specific um, simulators. So you've got DCS, for example, or IL-2 that are literally built exclusively around fighter jet flying. And so they've actually built into the simulation things like being able to drop targets on, bo- on uh, sorry, bombs on targets, being able to land on an aircraft carrier, being able to get with a group and do formation flying. Like all that stuff is totally doable. And so depending on which simulator you're using and how far into it you want to get, I know I come from the civil side where in flight simulation we have virtual airlines where you can basically become an airline pilot 
pilot and they give you training and there's courses and you can upgrade and all that stuff. There's stuff like that for the military as well. So you can join a combat squadron and they'll provide you with training and they show you how to do certain things. There's virtual air show teams and they literally go up and they do air shows in Microsoft Flight Simulator. So all this stuff is, is totally available to you. And like I said, almost every flight simulation platform has a fighter jet in it. So if all you want to do is go tool around, you can totally do that too. But if you wanted to take it seriously, that is a pathway that you could totally take if it's something that you wanted to do. You know, DCS is one of the ones I've seen online. It's like, wow, these guys are serious. I mean, you really become a fighter pilot for a day. And there's a lot of fighter pilots that are on there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what you find uh, with, with flight simulation that's so cool is that there's all these little groups, right? So I was telling you about the one that I'm part of, which is the Boston group on VATSIM. And there's like maybe 100 of us controllers, and then there's another sort of 900 pilots. And that's like a small group. And that's just one particular group that's really interested in this one New England area. You could take that and multiply it by a 1,000 because for every passion that you can think of, whether it's gliding or fighter flying or air shows, there's at least two or three groups, maybe even more, that do the same kind of thing and so if that was what you really wanted to do you seek out that group you say hey I'm, I'm new to this and i want to learn and everyone is just so passionate about it and almost always within those groups there's going to be a bunch of people who do it for real life so we have air traffic controllers that actually work in fa facilities as part of our group we have lots of airline pilots and flight instructors who are part of our group and like you say if you're looking at maybe say a combat squadron they're going to have a bunch of real fighter pilots who are in there as well who are doing just like you and me do, Carl, just sharing their passion and their experience with other people because it's such a cool thing that we get to do that if we can help others discover it, why would you not do that? I wonder if there's something for newbies, for like people just yes. starting out. Like, uh, you know, how, how would someone find out more about, like, how would they search for those kind of groups of people? Like, they don't want to go out there and be part of this fire squad. They haven't even flown a plane before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, again, it all comes down to, you know, what you think you might be interested in. So I would get a flight simulator on your computer, get yourself that joystick, do a few flights and figure out an airplane and an area that you kind of like, whether that's civil, whether that's airline pilot, whether that's fighter jet pilot, whatever, you know, you think is interesting to you. And then come find me. Flight Sim Association is a great launching pad for all of these things. We know pretty much groups and everything that you can imagine from, as I said before, virtual airlines to virtual flying clubs to fighter jet squadrons. I'm more than happy to chat with you. A bunch of these resources are also available on our website, flightsimassociation.com. And like I said, we also do coaching. So you can sit down with an expert who knows all about this, whether it's to help plan out your setup, whether it's to solve a tech problem that you're having, or if you just want to go up and actually have a certified flight instructor do an approach with you. We do stuff like this over Zoom, where like you're flying your simulator, they can watch you, they can change the weather, they can actually move your airplane around just like you can in real life, and they're actually providing flight instruction you know, here's how to fly this approach a little better next time. And they do that in a Cessna 172, and they can do it in an A321 as well. So that's a great place to go. And like I said, we have that available as a service. It starts with our uh, subscription membership, which is just three bucks a month. So I mean, come on, that's a really easy way to get started. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. And there's such an amazing resource there. I want to talk a little bit about your, your webinars and things like that. But most importantly, as pilots, uh, we actually are very social people, I found. And mm -hmm. this pandemic has, has taken us apart and ke kept us together online. But now we want to get together, like uh, meet up somewhere. I mentioned a while ago that I wanted to do some kind of a meetup here with the uh, simulation. And as some of you know, and I may not have announced it on this podcast, I have a new location here actually on the 
Sun and Fun campus. We have a new office and facilities available so that we can finally have a meetup. Uh, so that just came about uh, actually last month when I just moved in, and I'm very excited about that. So after after uh, we're done here recording, Evan's going to help me a little bit so I can figure out how to do that. So Evan, you tell us uh, what type of situations are there other than you know the the Flight Sim Expo, and, and mention that too. But what other type of get-togethers have there been with the simmers? Well, I mean, that is obviously the, the biggest one. And actually, the reason that we launched Flights and Expo in, you think back to the pre-pandemic, we are very social people, but we're also very scattered because that's the thing with flight simulation, right? It wasn't the, as huge of a hobby as it is now. With Microsoft Flight Sim, I mean, we're up to probably four or five million active users. So things have really changed in the last two or three years. But when we first launched the show, that was the problem. It was like, we're all meeting online and we're very active online. We've got lots of different online groups. But when it comes to in-person meetups, there was a lot less of that. So that's actually why we launched the show. And a big component of what we're doing with our association now is trying to build more of that. So we've actually got three or four different local clubs that have formed up. Most of them predate our association. We're just helping people find them. So there's actually one in Ocala, Florida there, which is not, not too far from you. Another one on the west coast of the U.S., a couple over across the pond. And we're helping people find those. And for people who maybe don't have those, to start something. Because like you're just saying, it's, it's so much more interesting when you go and actually hang out with a few people in person and you're watching somebody in the simulator or you've got two or three people there that are flying. I actually just went to a friend's place not too far away just outside of Detroit and six of us got together and we were controlling for an event called Cross the Pond. This is a crazy VATSIM event where we like launch 2,000 planes from North America to Europe and then they land them all like eight hours later all fully covered by ATC so you, if you're a pilot in this event you're like you know at your airplane for 10 hours. It's, it's nuts but it's a ton of fun. And so the six of us all got together and we made like a mini control tower and we literally had like wraparound screens so you could see the whole airport you had ground and tower sitting beside each other. And so to be able to do this stuff in person is a really, really neat experience. And it does take people like you putting together a facility, getting people together, basically just sort of saying, hey, you know, I'm a simmer. Come on over here. Let's hang out. Let's do something like this. But outside of the big shows, I haven't seen as much of that as I'd like to. And as a, that's the reason, of course, with the association, we're trying to build on that and get more of these in-person things happening. So it's not just this one big get together a year, but it's a whole bunch of little ones, too. Yeah, well, look forward to one here in Lakeland. Hopefully, you'll be able to make it. It's yeah. going to be right here on the, the campus of Sun and Fun. If uh, you want to know where I am, I'm not there all the time. I'm at the Skylight Hangar. That's Hangar A, and that's where I have all the big events. And that's where we're probably holding it right there, uh, our, our get-together and uh, our meet-up, either there or in the other auditorium. So I'm pretty excited about putting this together. And like I said, after uh, after we're done recording, Evan's going to help me uh, talk about how to put the logistics of that together because I'm very excited about finally doing this. And I'll be honest with you, it's been still a challenge even after the pandemic uh, getting people to open their doors to such a thing but yeah. now they are and that's what's so cool uh, I was and like I said I'm so shocked at how many people are into simming that are right here on the airport flying 172s and 182s and uh, and that's really cool too is that if you have a 182 you have a 210 uh, you have a specific airplane you can actually find that online yep. and and fly that specific airplane and and actually you, you can customize it to the plane you're flying with a specific avionics. Uh, so you can get a lot of flying done in the simulator. I just talked to someone yesterday, and, uh, boy, he sold me. He's like, you know, I... 
and he even told me, he says, man, I want to, I want something where we could all come together, not just people online that are hobbyists, but people that are serious about it as a, as either a profession or they're, they're just serious uh, flyers to get together in a simulation environment where we can talk about our simulators from, from the person that's just getting started to somebody who's doing it as a profession like I am in a, in a simulator. So, uh, so I, like I said, I'm very excited to do this and I can't wait to have everybody. I don't know the specifics, but, uh, keep watching here at, uh, and listening at stuckmikeavcast.com and also at aviationcareerspodcast.com because I'm probably part of that. I'm probably going to hold a, like a little a one-hour conference about aviation careers on the side because a lot of people always have asked uh, ask me questions about that. Uh, so excited about that. But getting back to the seminars, the webinars, I will say that's probably one of the biggest things that brought me to, to the Flight Sim Association was the webinars. I have actually learned, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be watching one uh, in a few hours from now. Uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, I'll tell you why. They have they're having one a, a webinar about uh, using virtual reality at the air, at my airline we're actually experimenting with virtual reality and training and this this is how I got interested in this and to see what they're doing in the world of flight simulation and hobbyists, maybe I can learn something uh, or, and maybe I could incorporate it into my own simulator that I'm building here in my office. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's going to, but I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn some, and that's the cool thing. I'm going to find out things I never knew about. You talked about across the pond. That was, that was a little bit, uh, and I think that's, I'm saying it right. Yeah. But, across the pond. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that one, was a little bit over my head, to be honest with you. So I had to back up, and that's where I went to some of these other webinars, and, and I realized I need to start. I need to start at a lower level and get get into this uh, flight simming on my own personal basis. So uh, here's, here I am with, you know, tens of thousands of hours, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm starting over again, which is really absolutely so much fun uh, other, other webinars that you have online getting started what equipment to buy uh, all those type of things and uh, it's a soup to nuts uh, and it's it's kind of cool because you also have people come on that are, are manufacturers uh, and people I like to call them super users mm -hmm. uh, that come on and really I don't know if that's a term you use but these are people that really know a lot about that product uh, so and you can find that all at the Flight Sim Association I don't want to make this sound like it's a it's an advertisement for the Flight Sim Association I, I like it sounds great to I, me. I know for you it does. I brought you on because I I know that I, I want to talk about bringing you know keeping the passion alive through flight simming, uh, but we we have to bring on somebody who actually is enabling that enabling that passion going forward and that's you guys at the flight sim association and and i'm hats off to you for starting this and uh you know i am a huge proponent of this and i really want to see more of that like especially on this show and talk more about simulation and how it's changed your life uh and obviously you know stuck at gmail.com write us and let us know how flight simming has changed your life both from a hobbyist perspective and also maybe from a professional perspective a training perspective we'd love to hear from from you uh, but what other what other events do you have coming up by the way well all I, of our free webinars you can find them on our website theflightsimassociation.com like you said we've got an introduction to virtual reality tonight and it's actually by the company that makes virtual reality headsets along with a few other like you just said super users and that's what we're all about is just finding interesting people who've done these cool things in simulation who know way more than I will ever forget about this stuff and bringing them on to have these engaging discussions we've got a panel discussion coming up next month in November about media in flight simulation 
simulation. So you may, may or may not know that there's a whole dedicated flight simulation media world out there of people who create video content. There's news websites. There are all kinds of interesting things that have cropped up around flight simulation. And so we found five or six of those people who do that kind of thing. And we're asking them questions like, what role do you guys play in flight simulation? Why, why are you even here? Is there money in a flight sim news website? And are developers paying you to do their reviews? Do you do that yourself? So asking all kinds of questions like that. That's an example of one of the sort of more, you know, uh, community kind of engagement type webinars where we're actually going out and kind of having a panel discussion. We'll also do more targeted ones. So we'll do one that, like example that we just uh, talked about the other day with Cross the Pond. We'll do something where it's like, okay, if you're planning to fly Cross the Pond, here is the expert to give you a briefing on how to fly that flight. We had a virtual fly-in, uh, basically just the air venture fly-in that people do with the Fisk Gravel and all that. They recreated that in Pilot Edge. They've done that now, I think, for three years in a row, where people can pre-fly the arrival into Oshkosh just like they would in their airplane. So we hosted a briefing for that virtual fly-in so people could understand how do I talk with controllers, where do I make my reporting points, what does stuff look like? We gave people pictures. So it was like a, a briefing for this virtual fly-in that you did before you went and did it in real life. Really just try and give that educational piece and make people feel more comfortable with what in real life is a thrilling but of course a little bit challenging arrival. And so those are the kinds of things that we do uh, when it comes to actual sort of flying proficiency. And then, as you mentioned, we're all about doing things like, how do I get started? How do I get set up on VATS? And so all that stuff is available for free with a membership on our website. Again, that membership is free in the website, flightsimassociation.com. Awesome. Well, I'll have people go check that out. Uh, you know, from a general aviation standpoint, uh, this has enabled me to, to link up with people that have either thought about flying or getting back into flying. And this is a really inexpensive entry into it. I will say one thing, though. Once you get started, you're gonna keep, it's additive. You're going to start spending more and more money, Just aren't you? Just like any other hobby. But it's a lot cheaper <laughs> than flying a plane. It is absolutely is, uh, and but with that said, uh, it, it'll spur you to actually get out there and fly a plane. Like uh, you know, I was talking about buying an airplane myself. Luckily, I have access to a lot of airplanes here, so I don't really need to buy my own. Uh, but getting back into that, um, and I'm doing this to you know to be fully transparent. I'm actually getting into a simulator that is the airplane, the 172, and I'm going to go through all my checklists and everything. Go fly, fly to the airport I want to go to. And I'm doing that through sim. And hopefully it's going to turn out really well when I go out and fly. I'm going with the instructor, so I'm sure it will. Uh, but but it's, it's so exciting to see. It's so exciting to have this community. And if you're passionate about aviation, you've let that passion kind of wane a little bit, but realize it's never going to go away. One of the best ways to get back into it, I think, is through flight simming. Because there's some really cool simulators. Like you said, all you need is this computer that you have in front of you. And you can get a joystick or, or something online uh, for a very inexpensive price. And get some really cool uh, flying in and some incredible aesthetics. As a matter of fact, let me have your opinion on this. What do you think is the best simulator for aesthetics as far as, as visual aesthetics and, and flying? Yeah, definitely Microsoft life? Flight Simulator. The way they've been able to basically putting this in layman's terms here, but they just basically download scenery to your simulator from satellite imagery on a regular basis. And so you're literally effectively able to see your actual house in pretty good detail that you can fly right over. And then of course they've done some really beautiful stuff with water and sun and all those effects. I think X-Plane 12 has also brought that simulator uh, 
pretty good ways up from where it was back in 11, which was at least quite a few years ago now. But Microsoft Flight Sim, for sure, that's what everyone is always talking about, is just the visuals of that simulator, especially in virtual reality, are probably better than anything else you'll find out there right now. Absolutely. So that that's really cool. Evan, this has been awesome having you here. And I think uh, oh, keeping this passion alive is really important. The way you do that actually is, is through flying airplanes or flying them virtually. How do you do that? Through the simulation world. And there's so much out there. There's so many opportunities. Uh, you can fly a 747. You can fly a 172. You can fly a fighter. You can get involved with all these different groups, people that are interested in what you're interested. They're out there. But mm. to find them, there's an association. That's the Flight Sim Association which Evan actually has been part of putting together a co-founder and hats off to you for doing that. What's the best way to reach you, Evan? Uh, email probably evan at flightsimassociation.com. If you're not on this app called Discord yet, you should be because everyone in Flight Sim uses Discord now. It's basically, I don't know how to describe it. You use, do you use Discord, Carl? You're on Discord, I, right? I do, actually, it's for like, the Airbus. It's like a modern forum, I guess, but then it also is. has a mobile app. So if you haven't used it, it's hard to describe it to you, but it's totally replaced you know, anything like Skype or if you're old enough like me to remember MSN Messenger, which was like my favorite thing when I was in school. It's basically that. And so you can join different groups you can have conversations you can have direct private messages with people there's voice capability if you want that otherwise there's text availability so if you haven't uh, got that that's a great free app to download and it's not just for flight sim it's uh, everyone's using it these days but it's a really uh, useful launching pad and so you can always come into our discord for flight simulation association where you can chat with other users you can also send me a message on there and my contact information of course is on the website and like i said these are the kinds of conversations i have with pilots and students and people who are just interested interested in flying virtual airplanes all the time. So I'm more than happy to chat with anybody. Shoot me an email or my phone number as well as on the website. Give me a call. Always happy to talk flights in. Awesome. Evan, this has been great having you on. We hope to have you on again, talk a little bit more about aviation and, and what you're doing in the in the space of, of flight simming, uh, because we have a lot of people that are very interested, especially in setting up something in their own home. Sure. Uh, where, do you, where do you find that? Yeah, flight Sim Association. I think it's very inexpensive, a great way to learn. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love love to have people who are just interested, passionate about this stuff. And as as I think you said earlier, you know, asking people to write in their stories. Flight Sim has been a huge part of my life. It's 100% why I am where I'm at. So that was one of the main reasons for launching the association was just to try and give back, try to make it easier, especially for people who might be thinking about a career in aviation because it's such such a good time to become a pilot right now. And this is such a helpful way to accelerate your pathway to get there. Absolutely. Well, Evan, thanks so much. Actually, uh, since uh, Evan is now uh, an, a guest host today, we're going to put him on the spot and okay. uh, move on to our after landing checklist. Uh, in that after landing checklist, we have the pick of the week, and uh, we're going to have uh, we'll put Evan on the spot as far as the pick of the week. But first, I'll, I'll go first since uh, uh, I actually invited Evan on here. It's one of the reasons we're talking today is to get that passion of aviation back through many different ways. One of them is flight simulation, and and my pick of the week is actually the Flight Sim Association. Uh, it's a great organization. We just talked about it through the, throughout the whole <laughs> the conversation here, but it's easy to join. It's easy to find out more. Uh, and uh, I think, to me, the Discord is cool. I haven't got on your on the Discord there. I actually am on another group with Airbus A320, yep. but I will after this. I'll join. Uh, but it's great to have that conversation, but also 
through Flight Sim Association, you can through, learn through those webinars. Remember I mentioned I'm going to go listen to or watch a webinar after this. If I somehow miss that webinar, say something comes up, it doesn't matter because they record all these webinars and they're available immediately after. So I can go out and watch that webinar. As a matter of fact, I can watch any of the webinars that are out there. And there's these resources as to, you know, where can I buy uh, the simulation software? As a matter of fact, uh, you know, being part of Flight Sim Association, Association. If uh, if you become a part, that scholarships guide that I talked about, you can actually get it as a discount at the Flight Sim Association when you do join. So that might be another reason to get that scholarships guide as a discount, and uh, and possibly get some free flying out of it by uh, going out there and getting a scholarship. So uh, anyway, so Evan, what is your pick of the week? I think I'll, I'll throw it to one of my friends and partners called Flight Sim Coach. This is a group that's doing actual flight instruction remotely through the simulation environment. And I was telling you about some of those experts that we have. They're the group that does that. So you can look them up as well, Flight Sim Coach. We have a partnership with them where if you sign up with us, you get a free hour. So there's about a $55 value instantly with your $3 a month sign up from us. And it's just a great idea because you think about how much this technology has advanced you want to be working with a flight simulation expert as opposed to just a flight instructor who happens to use the simulator at your local airport but maybe doesn't really know all that much about it. And so this is a really interesting way of getting more experience with the simulator, practicing an approach, getting to know a new airplane, or helping you get your simulator set up for the first time. So you can Google our friends at Flight Sim Coach. Mike is the owner. He's been a good friend of ours. And I just think it's such a, a unique way to use this great technology to actually spur true flight instruction remotely, no matter where you are and where the instructor is. So flightsimcoach.com. I'll have that down in the show notes, just like the flightsimassociation.com. Everything you need to know is right there on the website. They've done a great job. Hopefully, we'll see you at uh, at your your uh, big convention that you have coming up. Oh, tell them a little bit about that. I forgot. What date is that? Sure thing. Flight Sim Expos, June 23 to 25 in next year, 2023, in Houston. It's being held jointly at a hotel nearby the Hobby Airport and at the Lone Star Flight Museum, which is the first year this show has been to a true aviation museum. So not only do you get all the flight sim stuff and the actual in-person seminars where we cover everything you need to know, but you'll be on the exhibit floor with vintage aircraft. You can actually ride in Warbirds. They have a program that allows you to actually fly in the ones that are operating and a whole lot more. All the details of our show are at flightsimexpo.com. And of course, we'd love to see you back there again, Carl. And for anyone else who's uh, watching, love to see you guys as well. It's really just all of flight sim all in one place. And whether you're a beginner to this technology or whether you're someone who's been using flight sim for 30 plus years, there's always something cool and new to explore for you there. Absolutely. I'd love to come maybe do a seminar on, on careers. Who knows? There you go. We'd that, love that'd it. Be, that'd be a blast. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of getting together in a blast, we're going to do a, a get together here. Uh, and if there's an interest, who knows? Maybe we'll find we might want to start a local chapter, uh, Flight Sim Association. I'm sure there's a lot of interest here. Uh, don't forget also that uh, Sun and Fun, I mean, there's a lot of simmers at Sun and Fun. And uh, people that are passionate about aviation are passionate about simming, they're passionate about modeling, they're passionate about actually flying the airplanes. They're passionate about watching air shows. Uh, and uh, it's really a neat community here in aviation. Whether you're the hobbyist, uh, somebody who just likes to watch airplanes, or somebody who flies airplanes for a living, I think uh, in the, the sim world, in general aviation, you're going to find somebody that you can connect with. And uh, and you can actually increase that passion in your life. And I think it's a wonderful thing to do. It's It really has helped me grow as a person getting involved in aviation. Again, Evan, thanks again for being here. Yes, thanks you so much for having us. Always a pleasure, and we'll hopefully do it again soon.
Absolutely. We're going to have you on talk a little bit about uh, flying uh, uh, airplanes and the at the regionals and that kind of thing and flying, uh, you know, the difference between the, the uh, Brazilian jet and the Canadian jet. We, jo- <laughs> we joked about that beforehand. So. Absolutely. I'm happy to, happy to share some stories for sure. The After Landing Checklist. Well, folks, if you're looking to to find out more about the Flight Sim Association right here in the show notes for this episode, number 298, uh, also down in the show notes, but look on our website, stuckmikeavcast.com, for that meetup that I was talking about where we're going to be here right on the campus of uh, Sun and Fun, uh, ACE, the Aerospace Center for Excellence. If you do want to stop by, make sure I'm here. I'm in the Skylight Hangar. If you just go to Google Maps, you can find us. Uh, That's in Hangar A, and we have an office on the north side in the L. Elevate, uh, that's actually a business incubator uh, where actually Aviation Careers Podcast is the one that's that's there. But, of course, I use that space for just about everything else. And uh, we'll probably have about uh, up to 70 people at this meetup. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to have a get-together. And I will be doing a seminar, about uh, a one-hour seminar on Aviation Careers, where the industry is now or where it's going in the future. But the most importantly, uh, if you could do something for me, is that you know don't after you, you're done with this podcast and you're moving on in life, uh, don't don't stop your aviation passion here. Don't don't just let it go. I mean, one of the most thing, important things to do in anything in life is take some kind of action. I really encourage you to go out to the airport, check out those airplanes, watch them fly, get on the internet, Flight Sim Association, and see what you can do in aviation and keep that passion alive. It's really simple. It's not that expensive, and it's something that I, I think is very additive to our life. It's not just something you can do from home. It becomes a very social event, both on online and in person and I can't wait to see you guys out there at our meetup and also at all the different air shows and don't forget I will be at Sun and Fun Radio again this year and uh, if you're part of the Flight Sim Association please come say hi to us well, folks, I really appreciate your listening to us today. And I do apologize for having a big break, but there's been so many things that have happened in our lives uh, here with the pandemic, et cetera, and some of the medical issues. But I do promise we are going to put, start putting out some more content with more passionate aviators just like Kevin. Well, folks, to so talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.